nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Uh, have we recovered yet, or you know, has anybody else took a dip in the river walk? I've taken a dip in my shower several times, and uh, <laughs> it hasn't hasn't worked out. See, that's a team player right there. That is a team player. <laughs> I have to get my own beverage. So, um. No, I've nobody's recovered. I don't believe. Um, still feeling it. At the same time, why would I want to recover? Exactly. Uh, just keep riding the high. So this show, we're we're mainly going to just talk about the playoffs, talk about the title game, um, maybe talk a little bit. Um, you know, just you know, we already know one player. Uh, most likely isn't coming back, who was on loan from Seattle and, and played a key role in it. But uh, for this one here, it's going to be kind of talking about the playoffs, uh, talking about the final, what took place, what didn't take place after the match. And uh, I believe Robert and Matt were at the uh, Riverwalk for the victory celebration. Uh, some of us Royce had to work. So, Yeah, Royce made it out there. Oh, Royce! Oh, that's right. Royce made it out there late. I, I saw the post. And, and Super saw, late. Yeah, he was able I'll to make it out. Business. So started at six, not five. It was. It was just a party. It was. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we'll we'll get we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. Here we go. So let's get started. Uh, playoffs end up like this: San Antonio. Uh, ends up uh, number one seed wins three to one. Uh, looking at the starting lineup uh, for that here, Sam Patino Abu uh, makes the surprise return. Uh, Pirano, Gomez, Delem, Maloney, Manley, Garcia, Tainter, Farr. Um, obviously, Josser uh, is missing and PC is missing, uh, obviously. On the bench, you had uh, McCullough, Diaf, Collier, Nacho, Dylan, Larrera, and Jack Lynn, of all things, he made the bench on all three benches. So I question that, but uh, he wrote it out. Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. Your thoughts on the lineup? Um, you know, Abu came back from his knee injury, uh, toughed it up. Uh, your thoughts on him making kind of a surprise uh, reentry into the, into the lineup after, what, a month? I guess it was pretty close to a month off. Not going to lie. I was very excited to see Abu. I was sweating bricks, man. I was sweating bricks, wondering if our midfield was going to be okay. And sure enough, seeing Abu come out on that on that roster list, I was like, I, I felt a little bit more confident. I'm not going to lie. Uh, back three seemed very structured as well. Uh, 
I didn't see anything wrong with this lineup. I thought it was perfect. Your thoughts, Robert? Yes, you know, back. I mean, I was excited because he's been a missing piece because he's like he's a, a massive guy in terms of a distribution and, and defense. I mean, the things that he brings to the table. My only nervousness is seeing him, like I said, off an injury. Is he a hundred percent? Is he forcing it? But gosh, you saw nothing. He no dip in his game. I mean, he wasn't rusty. I mean, he was the same old steady rock in the center of the pitch. Very exciting. And then seeing Pirano, Pirano was a, a kind of like a change in pace. It was kind of interesting to see mm-hmm. the yin and yang between the two because, you know, Pirano's the guy that's creating stuff, you know, not as defense orientated, but like, I mean, he brings the sauce and, and he did it. And then, you know, the result was great. I was a little nervous too about the center backs and, you know, being that the, once again, that the Camaria was out, but like always, I trusted Allen. I mean, it's a situation where he's proven that, you know, new lineup, new, you know, new wrinkles, whatever, it always seems to work. So, well, Manley started out for a good part of the early season. So I wasn't really worried about that. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is something to, uh, to look at. Royce, uh, you're the tactician. Uh, your thoughts on, uh, on the uh, lineup that uh, Marcina put out? Yeah, obviously, whenever the uh, injury report came out and Abu was noticeably not on the injury list, um, I think we sent that around in the group and we were super excited to see that and hoping he would at least um, make a um, uh, make a substitute appearance. Uh, we definitely weren't expecting him to play the entire 90, 90 minutes, um, which is crazy and it was great for us. Obviously, um, Abu's a big part of the spine uh, for um, this team. Um, and it was great to see uh, Jordy DeLim really slot in really well. Obviously, Jordy DeLim, we know he's of, of good quality. I mean, Seattle Sounders champion in what, 19 or 2017 or 2019? 19, um, yeah. In MLS. So we know he's he's he has that quality. Obviously, he was uh, out of soccer for a year. But, you know, it looks like, uh, I mean, he slotted in really well, and he was a very important part of this team. Um, That's it. The back line obviously was a little different just because Kamiri um, uh, rolled his ankle and wasn't available, but we've seen that back three a lot this season and they've really gelled in that uh, in their positions with Fabian in the middle and uh, Manley and uh, and Taintor on the ends. And then probably the biggest plus for us was, ha- was being able to have Shannon Gomez mm-hmm. and Connor Maloney wide. Um, and just destroying on the wings. That's what we really needed. Um, an interesting quote I have here from Alan Marcina regarding, um, obviously, if you remember uh, in the uh, Colorado Springs match, um, Justin Dillon started instead of Christian Pirano. And um, Alan Marcina's um, quote was, uh, last game, the way Colorado Springs defended, we knew that they would with their two holding midfielders, that would be uh, Lynn Lee and I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, they would deny our entry between the lines. In other words, similar to how we have our setup with either PC and Abu, or mm-hmm. in this match, Abu and Delim, um, they would deny entry between the lines. So we went with Justin Dillon, knowing that it was going to be there were going to be more wide opportunities. So that's kind of why you went with Justin Dillon. Justin Dillon presses wide. He takes up space. He can hold the ball wide and bring it inside. So he takes up that space, uh, which uh, was very effective against Colorado Springs. Um, 
continuing with Alan Martinez, quote, tonight, different team. We knew that space was going to be there, irrespective of whether they defended in that 5-3-2, which is what they started with, the back three, 5-3-2, or the 4-4-1, which they switched to in the second half um, from their defensive organization. So we knew that there was going to be space between the lines, and Prano's one of the best in the business, receiving the ball between the lines and running at players, which obviously we saw multiple times in this match. Um, what's up, Ralph? What's up, Mijo? Um, so it was obviously um, in this match, uh, it was obviously, I, I don't want to say a chess match. I think the biggest thing regarding this lineup versus Louisville City's, uh, Louisville City's lineup is that Louisville City really changed the way they play to try yes. to match San Antonio FC. I think that's the biggest thing. So Alamarcin is talking about this. We really made one little change, and it's a change we've made a lot. And it's, you know, we'll have Dylan up there so we can have three forwards up front and we can completely go over somebody's midfield. Or if we know they're going to uh, line up more and have stronger center backs in the back, then we'll take up that space between the midfield and the center backs and we'll dribble at you and we'll create space that way. So those are the two options. Obviously, super effective this season, and that's exactly what happened. And honestly, it happened in the Roots match. It happened in Colorado Springs match, and it happened in Lou City is where um, Ella Marcina just made those th- th- that one slight adjustment in each match, and it was gold. Um, so, everything he did so. touched the gold. But, yeah, uh-huh. you – you, you mentioned Loose City. They brought in Cameron Lancaster, who... Who we haven't... They hadn't started, and what were they saying? Half the season? some minutes, yeah. It's, yeah. He had 200-some minutes on the season. Um, in listening to uh, some of the commentary from Louisville, Wilson Harris was their normal starter. Supposedly had an injury, but he also played in the 66th minute with, with their... And, of course, Brian Ownby, um, who got the goal and, and played probably their best player up top, came in at, at, you know in the 46th minute. Um, you know, he put in a hell of a shift, as he does always. But, yeah, for, you know, I won't, you know, uh, when we spoke uh, to uh, Kerr in the parking lot, he's like, you're not going to believe Louisville's lineup. And, like, we've seen when teams adjust to what San Antonio is doing, they've lost. I'll just leave it at that is, is, you know, San Diego last year, um, you know, you know, there's, you know, that was, that's the biggest one to me where Landon Donovan made his comments, came out, changed how his team played. Louisville to me kind of did that same. Um, I think it was Rafa that kept mentioning that, you know, Marcina versus Cruz where Marcina has been there and Cruz, this was his first time. I think he kind of saw that a little bit just in the chess match between between the two coaches, in, in my opinion. Um, your thoughts on that, Royce, and then uh, Robert and Matt can follow up. Yeah, it's really surprising um, that they would, you know, obviously Danny Cruz is a, is a younger coach, uh, but at the same time he's been with that organization for a while. So it's very surprising that the team that was kind of seen as the kind of the shoe win um, Louisville city's been in the USL. They, they've been in their conference final for the, what since they existed, they've been in the conference yes. final. Um, they have two stars. They've won it twice. Um, so they have a tradition of success with that club. So you think they would go in the more confident team, the more 
we were going to do what got us here and that's how we're going to win. And no, they didn't. They completely changed. They tried to um, change how they played, thinking that that's how they needed to play against us to be successful. And it just played in our hands. And once again, what's the mantra mentality monsters? We went in and dude, it wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. To to be fair, um, Louisville did have quite a few injuries um, at key positions, and, and as, as did San Antonio FC. So I mean, correct, it was but, the same on both ends. Also, I think one of the bigger things for Louisville City that what they wanted to, I imagine what they wanted to do was have a similar setup as Colorado Springs in that double pivot midfield to really Corbin Bone getting that red card. Correct, but Corbin go getting the red card. Um kind of diminish that opportunity. And so they went with the uh, 5-3-2 to try to defend in the back, uh, have the um, have the three midfielders, and then uh, have the two big forwards up top to try to contend against uh, SAFC. And it, it did not work out for them. Um, we can continue on from there. Robert, any thoughts? I was just saying that uh, the biggest thing is like uh... – they had their strategy coming in and in the beginning uh, minutes, I mean, it just, we were on them and on them and on them and on them to the point where like, I was nervous that, you know, <laughs> fatigue would set in just because of how much we were pressing. It just, their strategy did not work. And then, and then uh, Cruz just didn't seem to adapt very well. It just, it, there were so many opportunities in the beginning that just kind of caught them off guard. And it was a situation where like they were, they were ill-prepared, like in terms of adapting quickly, they, they did better in the second half. We'll, we'll dip into that. But initially it just seemed like they got that first punch in the mouth and they didn't know, you know, where to go from there. It just seemed like they were rattled. They were rattled, you know, and it was obvious. You could tell. Matt. I mean, shoot. They, it looked to me, it looked like they had it, uh, had it going for them when, just being one-on-one with everyone in their zones and everything. But I mean, after I got a gato siding here after the whole, <laughs> after the whole uh, two times in the box, I mean, it kind of lined up and showed the light a little bit. I'm pretty, pretty glad that uh, it, it played in our hands in a way for them trying to adapt to us, like y'all said, and I'm pretty glad for the end result. Former co-host uh, Jose uh, chimed in, having young homegrown academy players is good, but in order to take the next step, we need to get more experienced players in order to compete for the title. The homegrown players playing first team needed to be top quality, not just to uh, please the fans. So um, I think that kind of went to a little bit with both because, um, you know, Louisville City did play some of their young kids. San Antonio's also done that here, and I think that was the big difference on this year is this team was – was all men, you know. know. I I was going to say, I'm going to take some, I'm going to, I'm going to go and disagree with uh, Gordinho there um, in that Christian Pirano was one of, was the 2019 USL young player of the season for San Antonio FC. He goes abroad for a couple seasons to try to, uh, to take advantage of some opportunities in Europe he has. And he comes back as a 22-year-old, still young, still technically a product of San Antonio FC. And he's arguably the MVP of this match if Patino doesn't put both goals in. Um, and and Pat- I will Pat- say... Patino himself is, what, 24? Like, we yeah, have... Really. We have... Yeah, Patino is young. Patino's young. I, yeah. I thought he was like 26, maybe 27. Oh, 
He's like 23, 24. Like, we have <sighs> young players that are coming up through our system. So, he's 25, March 9th of 1990. There you go, 25. So, when you mentioned about the men thing, too, you could have seen, like, how much more physically dominant we were. Did you see Sam so many times muscle him, literally yeah. muscle him off the ball over Sam's and over young. and over? <laughs> Sam's not so old. much bigger, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, we're going to get into this here. I just saw a chart. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll get into the players later. But at the same time, our roster wasn't that old. The oldest player on our roster is Moabu. Moabu is 30. That is the oldest player in our roster. We're not – it's not an old roster. PC is 27. Like, it's a a young roster. Connor Maloney is 28. Finding out some of these ages. Well, I'll say this. Yeah, we're not that old, dude. But at the same time, I get it. But – also on Lou City's behalf, they do have the two the Winder brothers, two of the most sought out soccer elite um, elite elite prospects. Like they have Premier League teams, they have Bundesliga teams looking after these two kids, and they're looking to sign them soon. Um, so average age, that, so San Antonio twenty seven point two for their starting eleven in the final. Louisville City twenty seven point one. So yeah. It's, it's you know, and to me that's kind of the sweet spot for it here. Um, but let's get into the game here, uh, for it here, um, and then we'll, you know, I have my point that I want to make, and it's going to be more about uh, uh, Musalusa and Manly, uh, and how Manly just locked him down. But uh, we'll get started. Of course, this is courtesy of YouTube USL Championship ESPN Plus off of the you know uh, USL uh, page here. And Hennessy. Right from the start. All right, we have to talk about this. I understand why they put Mitch Tainer MVP candidate. But to me, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't have. He wouldn't have been my first choice. I'll just leave it at that. Would he, he have been your guys' first choice? No, but no. did he ask for it though? Did he ask for it though? Sometimes the the players jump in and like, I want this. I'm gonna. So, do this. I'm gonna do this. So what they we're not what they're not going to show on the highlight reel is um, the first person that picks up the ball is Patino. Patino, yeah. Patino has it. Tanner goes over there, and he goes and talks to him and grabs the ball, and Patino kind of gives him the. Are you sure? Are you ready? And Mitch is like, I'm ready. I'm ready. So I, it, I when you when you're really that, cover the spot. I mean, that's, that's yeah, yeah. Awesome. He, he went to go cover right. the spot. Right, but at the same time, I mean, if you have the confidence, and and the big thing that we don't see, is training. Maybe he was just putting them in the side netting and training all day, and he just had the one miss kick. I mean, it's going to happen, but at the same time. You also have to remember we're going along with injuries. Yes, Louisville City had injuries. Our number one PK taker not available. Um, Who's that? Broken ribs and a PC is not our um, number one. No. Yes, uh-uh. he is. PC no. is our number. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. PC's. If you look at the stats, PC is not a good PK taker. He is our number one PK taker, though. I'm no. not saying. I'm not saying that 
I'd rather go with Tainer than, than PC. I'll just we leave it we struggled all year in PKs. That was like, yeah. Yes. We were like four for nine all season. Yeah, not ideal. But right, at the so, same time, we're four for nine. One of those still went in because PC scored off a rebound. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. <laughs> Earned uh, earned PK. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I I heard. Was it the striker? Um, I don't think it was a USL show. I think it was a striker. It may have been the USL show. But one of them was, or maybe it was Budo SAFC. Uh, one of them was saying that that was ball. Don't lie. That that was not a penalty. Um, I don't know how much more clear you want contact from a goalkeeper for a penalty, but sure. Yeah, because he's just all out of sorts. Like he doesn't need to be that far up. It was just a horrible decision. No, like, he doesn't. He he. The goalkeeper needs to trust his back line more and didn't. And that's what and Kerr said on the, on the game where, you know, young keeper here. So the other thing that, you know, watching the, you know, listening to Devin Kerr and stuff like that, uh, he said Mitch body, his form just was not good on this here. So you wonder if it was maybe the pressure. It's a drawing, man. Like he was, you could tell, like, even after this, he had a few plays where like, I mean, we made it extremely quiet, so I, I, I wouldn't. I would understand you're going to get nervous. I just think he had too much going, too juiced up because he calmed down after a bit. An absolute stunning twist. Gomez. What a run by Gomez on this. Gomez had a lot of runs, like unsung. Uh, he should have turned. He should have just. And at this point, I was thinking, like, is it one of those nights? Is it That's one of those nights? Oh, my God. Like, hit the post. The, the, is this Phoenix did. Rising again? Is this Phoenix Rising where we have all these shots? Have that, Correct. That cross later, the cross later where they just – if anyone's there to touch it in, it's a goal when Pacino zipped it across. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Campbell. I mean, I, I don't, I don't also, once again, I don't know how much more clear of a penalty you want there. Uh, so what some people were arguing was in the last match, Mitch Tainer's hand is going is on the ground oh, because it's falling. It's Correct. And it goes off his foot first and then off of his arm. So it's a deflection deflection. His arm is in a natural position going down. Hometown's arms are up yeah. here. Since yes. when do you jump doing this? You jump like that. He's so at the peak bigger. of your yeah. jump, you're, you're you're jumping like that. For your arms to be up here, completely unnatural. And he yeah. handles the ball. Yeah. Clear penalty. You're making yourself yeah. bigger. He's making himself bigger right there. Yeah. It's it's a tough penalty. I'll I'll, I'll admit, you know, it is a, a tough penalty to call, but it is a it is it is a penalty. Clear no penalty. Doubt. Man, that was so much fun <laughs> taunting that dude before he went up for the goalie. Yeah, that goalie. He was he was mad, he was mad dogging us. He was staring at us. <laughs> hey, he, he was giving the eye like like I got y'all. You're in my note. <laughs> Dang, Robert. There you go, Robert. I know. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Don't gotta call him out like that. Nah, he we called him out like. It's funny. And this is the typical SAFC just breakdown where somebody doesn't clear it well enough. Yep. And unfortunately, but what a shot. 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. Between Fabian's legs, even better save and from, great save from one thirteen. That looked unbelievable. Close. And then here's that was the warning shot that oh you're just gonna let Pirano dribble through you. Okay, and this was going in. Did those and, guys not see Sam like the scouting report? They they left the left. They let him go to his left they foot let, all yeah. the time. I was like, they let they him. That was a big thing. They let him shoot with his left foot. Look, he's shielding it. Look, dude. He's oh, dang, man. Make him go right foot. He's not going to go. Just that bounce, dude. I thought it was still going to go in even though he got it. Yep. The bounce. Yeah. yeah no, that was a heck of a so save. so hard it bounced over. That was a heck of a save. And, and then the first has the noise off the post. Oh, my God. oh that, no, that rang. That it rang. Loud. Even on our side of the stadium, like, it rang. It was loud. And I call this, uh, they're, they're not going to show it, but on my phone, I put the airtainer because I didn't bring my sign. I put the airtainer sign and I just kind of held it up because I've kind of felt it. Mo's on the other side. I see Tainer. I see the guy he's going against is way too far to the goal. It's going to be the back shoulder. It's going to be the airtainer special. Do they watch the our scouting report? Though, like, this they is obviously don't. <laughs> they obviously <laughs> don't because that's <laughs> what they've done the entire season. Obviously yeah. not. So I've heard some criticism. I, I don't think it's fairly on the goalkeeper on on his positioning or him not making an effort. He's not getting on, on, on that there, Robert. I know you played goalie. There's nothing he could have done, right? He's not getting there. No, he's nothing. It's yet. looping over everything. It, it's almost like he thinks it's going out too, because it it kind of was like, and it just started dipping. Like he could have maybe. Well, I thought it, initially when I saw it, I thought it went it. to the other side, just yeah. because it on how it fell. He, he was out of luck. There's nothing he could have done. Yeah. It's almost like he thought it was out though. Cause he's like, I mean, he didn't even make, like, and he's like, Oh, <laughs> he kind of reacted like, Oh gosh. So you don't think he could have, he could have at least leaped a little bit higher just to try to hit it. Oh, he could have tried to jump, but like the way the ball like was right going, there, right there. If he would have pounced but, a little bit before, but it's almost like he's looking. Yeah. To he's he's not. Like oh, never mind. It looks like it's in slow-mo. It's already in. That's two. That's two. Yeah. But look where the ball is. Exactly. It's, too perfectly placed. Like the yeah. no goalkeeper gets there. No, nah, he wouldn't have. No goalkeeper. And it's floated in too. That, that that's the other thing. I love this kid here. <laughs> hey, he, he fluttered awesome. that ball. And then Sam scores with a header after all those runs. Oh, buddy. Oh, oh, buddy. Put him in the blender. Oh, buddy. Bam. It reminded me of um, of Ever Guzman's spin cycle. Yeah. Oh, that um, was. If that would have happened, hey, we would have to have done replays. Watch this. That it's still just pass. The pass right here is just as I mean, everything about it. Like even bringing it down to yourself, like that off your chest. The tendency is to lean back and pop it up, but he popped it perfectly down. See, well, I think. Well, I think this whole sequence was perfect. Yeah, it was the number one goal on Football Americas. I saw that today. Um, what I will say um, that this play embodied is what we've seen from San Antonio FC all season. And what people want to argue is uh, the stats that San Antonio well, FC I put, I put played, out the stats. Right. They well, played more minutes Detroit than they – Only Detroit City had fewer passes in one game – than San Antonio FC had in three. Right. That is absolutely insane. And it wasn't even close. Most were, right. you know, three, 400. Well, we had San Antonio 200, FC. 289. 
Right. The three, three right. The three matches they played, San Antonio FC had more minutes played than passes completed. Mm-hmm. But that does not lead to success. Possession numbers don't lead to, to success. Watch this counterattack. This is how you win championships. Hey, three. Three guys on it. Yeah, he took the same guy twice. <laughs> and then Abu's pass beat five guys right there. And it's just, like they have they have the numbers back, but Patino just finds like a little lane in between the two guys that are right there. Neither El, one of them picked it up. <laughs> El, El but to me, a lot a lot of a lot of people get credit to Porano for obviously reasons. Patino for there, but Abu made that run from his deep yeah. position. That's it. And that it's the uh, it's the cycling. Uh it's that's part of the team and that's part of the that's part of your specific instructions is hey, well, if he's gonna make the run, get out there. And a big reason why, because Shannon had come inside to defend. So Abu found himself outside because Shannon came inside. So Abu was out there, and that's why he ran and helped uh, helped out uh, Pirano on that. I think here's where Lou City gets their goal, Brian. Yeah, I still think it's – I think it's still a foul on, on Far. Yeah. He, he gets bumped right there. That's a hell of a but shot, should, but at the same time, it should have never happened. Here's my question to you, Robert. Should he have punched the ball as opposed to trying to catch it? Yeah, I mean, in that scenario, he probably should have, but, I mean, that's hindsight's twenty twenty. The, the key to it is, like, uh, he's taking a little more risk, I'm guessing, because he feels more comfortable up 3-0. So, I mean, it kind of stung him by doing that, but a punch might have been more appropriate. But that was the second time or third time Tosh did that same thing. He kept going and just running into him like this. You could just he see his can't. arms. The first two times he was staring directly at Far when he ran into him, no but foul I, calls. I will give Ombi credit because really he hit it in about the only spot he could. Because if he hit it on the ground, it was getting stopped. And if you watch the play, if he didn't have it super high, Tainer was gonna was gonna clear because you had four people. Was that four people back there? And so you know, for Brian Ombi to to hit that perfect shot. That just shows the professionalism of it. Which, if you remember, in the playoffs last season, Mitch had a clearance off the line. Was it against San Diego? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So that's just just playoff tainter right there. But, yeah, at the same time, that's a foul. But look at all four defenders in the goal mouth looking to block that. That's San Antonio FC right there. One guy has a a little flaw. You got four guys covering you. Bro, he, he landed on top of me last night. I'm not even going to – he landed. <laughs> I don't even right? know where I'm at in there, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know where I went. I Take it easy, PC. I like two or three bruises from that far in my shoulder and then my waist yep. from being pressed against. Oh, I can't do yeah, it. There you go. P- PC <laughs> had a – if you notice, PC has a sleeve to where he can't lift his left arm. Right. So right. he can only lift his right arm. And that's because if he lifts his left arm – He's going to do damage with those broken ribs, yeah. yeah. So stat-wise, while this is uh, showing here, uh, 65 uh, to Louisville, 35 here. Uh, we talked about the passing. Um, you know, 13 shots, five on target for us, seven shots for them, five on target um, for that here. Uh, we had five corners. They had four. Uh, three, two yellows, pretty clean game, big chances. And this is why I think the game felt so one-sided. We had four big chances. We missed two of them. We hit the uh, woodwork, uh, two counterattacks. 
Louisville on all of those, zero. Um, they had two shots inside the box, five outside the box. So they, they were shooting out. Um, and, you know, passes, they had 385 at only 66%. I think most of that was in their side trying to bring it out. And as soon as they got around midfield, it was turned back over and back into there. We completed 84 passes at a passing percentage of 39%. So <laughs> Rafa would be pissed off. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. You know what that shows, though? We stayed true to ourselves. Yes. SAFC stayed true to themselves. They didn't try to change anything. They just said, we are who we are. Come beat us. And guess and what? At any point, there were, you no know, one could. like we were out of control, like as if. At no point did I feel like, you know, oh, doom and gloom or like, you know, outside of the beginning part when we missed, you know, some of those chances. But, out, you know, I never felt afraid that they were going to come back. It just seemed like we we're in control from the outside. All right. I do want to show one more replay uh, of this here. Uh, it's by uh, Jose Armando uh, from uh, he, he had the call on ESP, ESPN Deportes. Mm. Um, and I thought it was. I thought it was an awesome call. I don't understand half of what he said, but you know, for Spanish, it still kicks ass. What a call. And like I said here, I love Mike Watts. I love Devin Kerr. Um, I thought they called a great game, but um, there's nothing. Spe- there's nothing you know that beats a, a good Spanish call on, on a goal like that. The, you know, Galazzo, uh for that here. And Jose brings up lots of US fans say they don't like SAFC style. They play soccer. Um, I don't give a fuck. Like Roy said, come beat us. I don't. I don't understand. And you know, maybe this is you know question for Royce and, and, and Robert. I don't think it's ugly soccer. If you're actually watching the game, it may not be the perfect soccer, but there's always action. There's always, you know, it it's not it's it's not like Louisville Tampa in extra time where it was pass to pass to pass to pass. It, it to me it's intense, it's it's fun. Um I guess if you want to call it, you know, like uh you know, Paul Westfault back in the, you know, back in the days of, um, you know, just, you know, up and down the court, you know, don't play defense, although we play defense. I, I just don't understand how it's not a, a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty watch uh, for the hair. It's, it's not traditional, uh, maybe if you want to call that, but. Yeah, that's the kind of the word that came to mind, non-traditional to something where they're just not used to it. It's effective. It's, it's results driven. It almost stems to like when you watch the, uh, the world cup, you'll see like uh Latin American teams against the European teams. The European teams are so much more direct, but it's just a matter of like, 
doesn't mean that one's better than the other. Each one can be effective, you know, when ran in the right system, the right players with the right director. So, I mean, and see, along with that, I disagree because Costa Rica is very much a counter-attacking team, and they're not going to possess. They're going to want. They're going to have Kaylor Navas on the back blocking everything, and they're going to try to counter on you. Everybody's different for sure, um, and it's effective different ways. At the same time, Iceland, whenever they had their big run in the Euros. Mm-hmm. That's because they were a counterattacking team. They played in that four four two, and they did exactly what Leicester City used to do. So, um, well, you look at Orange County this, last year. It, this looks like the well, battle correct, strategy. Correct. Orange County is the same way. And it's not. It's not ugly soccer. There, I don't think there is such thing as ugly soccer. Maybe Concacaf is ugly soccer when you just kick people, but that's not San Antonio <laughs> FC's game. San Antonio FC's game is we're going to defend with all our heart. We're going to counter. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna make you look silly. Um, and honestly, that's what they did all season. And even in this final, and in, in this final against you know ooh, Louisville City has been there, and it, it was very similar to what happened last season with OC and Tampa Bay, where oh Tampa Bay's they've been there. They're the shoe wins. They're gonna win this and mm-hmm. in the first half, and then the second half's gonna be a celebration. And OC goes in there and they just. Punch him in the face uh, and show them. No, USA style versus Mexico so. in 2002 World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. I'm thinking like Germany, Argentina, some of those clashes, like there was such a different style, such a contrast versus the touch, such pass, and then the physical difference. You know, Germany's is so much more direct. You know, those are more traditional teams in, as far as like the World Cup ones I was referencing. But to me, like so here, I. Uh, at no point during this match did I think Louisville City was going to beat us, um, especially once we got that first goal. Once we got that first goal, I knew it was over. And the only reason why I had concerns is if you go back to the Phoenix matches, especially the one in Phoenix, where we had multiple, multiple times to uh, to, to convert and we just couldn't, that was my concern was, hey, is it one of those nights? See, I'm going to disagree with you. Um, after the penalty miss, um, we didn't really have a lull, but Louisville City had a lot of momentum after the penalty miss. For like the 10 minutes after that, they brought everything they had, and they just they couldn't muster anything up. But whenever they were bringing everything they had, I thought, oh, we're under attack, and we're kind of on our back heels right now. We'll see how we come out of that. And that's when Christian Pirano had that. Uh, through ball to Sam Adinarin and he hits hit the post square that rang around the stadium. That's kind of when I was like, okay, maybe we got something like, yeah, that was a little unlucky, but if we're going to keep creating chances like that, I think we'll be okay. And then the penalty happened and the penalty happened. I still wasn't that confident in the second half just because Louisville, uh, Louisville city after the second half, they had what three subs at the half mm-hmm. and they kind of changed their whole formation. Again, they went from that five, three, two to the four, one, four, one. And I wanted to see how effective that was going to be. And it just wasn't. It, I mean, it it wasn't. They changed everything. And less than 20 minutes later, less than 25 minutes later, it was 3 nothing. So You say that? In the first half, Louisville City had one shot, none on target. That's what I mean. They had a lot of possession and they were they were 64, creating. Right. They were they were trying to break down our defense. They just never could. And the reason they never could was because they didn't have the players that they probably needed to break us down. They tried to go. They basically went out there and tried to do what Oakland Roots did. Um, that's kind of how I equate it with um, with their um, 
their Nordic forward. I can't think of his name right now. And the the guy that's out on the wing. I can't Carlson. think of names right now. Good Lord. Thank Carlson. you, Carlson. And their winger out. I can't think of his name. But that's how they attack. They attack with two. They attack with speed. And then they attack with the force. And that's kind of what they try to do. They try to put Cameron Lancaster there and try to run off of him. But it you didn't saw, work. What is my dog doing, man? What are you, you, doing? Saw, you saw this because you, you sit on the same side that we do. Um to me, Louisville City tried to go through Inak uh, Lusa, but in, and he's my MVP of this match outside the goal scores. But Carter Manley had him on lockdown to where he couldn't he couldn't move without Car- Carter Manley in his in, in, you know on his right. Backside. And to me, that's such a huge part of Louisville offense being able to go through him to be able to kind of ignite it. And Manly just right. took him out of the match completely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, both wings for Louisville will shut down because on the other wing, you had Shannon just running amok. And then you had, if Shannon missed something and something got by him when he was on the attack, you had Tainer destroying stuff right. in the back. So, I mean, we dominated the wings, we dominated the midfield, and that was pretty much it. And so they didn't really have anywhere to find joy. And we found joy in counterattacks by giving it to Pirano, and Pirano connected the dots. So, that was it. Although Robert is not a, a huge fan of uh, uh, Galusa. Yeah, he started getting cheap because he was frustrated, you could tell. If you watch what he did to Connor off the ball, it's clear as day. He literally just shoved him to the ground. And then to yeah, see Connor react the way he did, he, he says, was, I'm watching you. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. He, he, and then later, they, the two guys that don't embellish a foul that went down, they're down because they're hurt. Maloney's not going to roll around. Neither is uh, uh, Manley. If he's, He got hit in the face. If you watch it, that guy clearly right. hit him in the face. Clearly he later, and then he pushes someone later. You could tell he was frustrated and he started getting a little chip, uh, chippy and cheap at the end. Same for, uh, was it Dia? Um, yeah, Dia was I'm going to do Dia. Yeah. yeah, he was cheap. Yeah. Like, he was in it. He was, he was it he, The reason he got frustrated was because he would get forward, he would beat Maloney. Maloney was on the right, so he would find some joy. He would beat Maloney, and he'd be between Maloney and Manley, and he would look up to cross the ball. Nobody was there. Nobody was there in the box waiting for a cross. And by the time that happened, Manley was out there and in his face. And that's when and that's when he hit Manley in the face, and there was no call. And the entire, to their credit, the entire. Um, West stand um, would boo uh, Dia every time he got the ball and it got in his head because I could tell it got in his head because every time everybody started booing, he kind of looked and he smiled like, and then that's when I realized, Oh, we're, we're in his head. Like, it's not that it's, it's not that it's going to affect you that much. But at the same time, when you are paying it's attention to the to crowd more than yeah. you're paying attention to the ball, and where you're going to put it. And you're smiling, and you're like, "Oh, haha, that's funny." Yeah, why are you worried? The about crowd us? just beat you. <laughs> yeah, why are we the why crowd, are you worried about us? Yeah, the crowd just beat you, and yeah. that's it. You're done. And, and, and the other point to me, Patino keeping his head, especially after I believe it was he got he was the one that got uh, pushed into the uh, uh, boards by uh, Sam. Daniel Sam got pushed into the board. Oh, it was Sam? Yeah, Sam did. It was Sam. Um, but I know Patino had a couple of them too, where. Toronto too got pushed by Galusa. You could tell they were trying. They yep. were they were trying to see if they could provoke a reaction. Yeah, that's to like have was. have the referee or where what they're trying to do. Yep. Where they try to do to take take advantage to change change the when side. Patino but... threw his shoe. I was surprised he didn't get a yellow. That's, <laughs> yeah. I was that's, like, I was... that's when I thought 
that's when I thought the field was going to get a yellow. Exactly. Whenever, um, oh God, I, think it was I can't think of his name, but yeah, he got. He landed on the back of his foot. Was it Om? It was. It wasn't Ombi. I, I can't think of who it was. I think it's Diao. Diao. But straight up stamped on the back of his leg as he's trying to, as he's trying to counter because he came back defended. He comes up tries to counter. And he's yelling at the ref like, I don't have my damn shoe. Like, did you didn't see that? And the ref looks at him like he's about to give him a yellow card. And then he realizes that Patino has a shoe in his hand, and that's why he's like, put your shoe back on. And it's, uh, he, the reason he didn't get a card was because the ref saw, oh, your shoe's in your hand. You got fouled and I missed it. And so did the linesman. Just put your shoe on, you know, we'll move on from here. So, But at the same time, you're right. Patino kept his head. Everybody kept their head. Louisville City really tried to get, but really tried to affect our play. But once again, San Antonio FC in 2022 showed that they are the mentality monsters, and they they dominated that match. And I will say, I do love that, you know, Collier came in for Patino in the 90th. Uh, Nacho came in for uh, Saint Big Sam in the 75th. And Dylan came in for uh, uh, Pirano in the 84th minute. Um, I was happy to see those three finish out uh, the game because they have been an important part uh, of this team going through. I would love to see PC and maybe Nikki, but obviously health is my understanding is probably why we didn't see those. But I was happy to see that the those three finish the game, especially to be able to celebrate and to actually participate in, in the final after all the work and and. and blood and sweat that they've uh, put into this organization for this year. Not going to lie, I wanted to see Loretta go in too, but. Who are you taking out though? I I would put JD in before I'd put in Loretta in because JD in the beginning of the season, we're not, we're not anywhere without JD in the beginning yeah, of the season scoring. Exactly. And the, and the biggest thing, and I, mess i commented on a photo or whatever of, of jd's but the biggest thing this season is i'm so damn proud of him for last season missing the pk and that kind yep. of ending the season to his form this year yeah. and to how he's been this entire season we're nowhere without jd and he was yeah. unbelievable this season and i was just so happy and just so proud of his growth this season yeah, compared to sure. last season Absolutely. and it really it really reminded me of the 2013 spurs Whenever they lost to Ray Allen's last minute shot, and then they ended up losing the championship to the Heat, coming having that chip on their shoulder, saying we have a chip on our shoulder, we're going back and we're going to win this damn thing, and for them to come back and win the damn thing like the San Antonio Spurs in 2014, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I know definitely. it was perfect. And guess what else? Ironically, happened in 2014, two days to the date after this, or yeah, after this Scorpions. was. Scorpions. Scorpions championship. So, and Al Marcina, second, second division cup for in San eight Antonio. years. In eight years. And Is that your time? Yeah. I'm going to read what Ralph said, and that's a perfect transition to post-match. Um, so, Ralph mentioned every player played a part of, the, of, of this championship, even the ones that played in the beginning and, and not so much at the end. That's true, um, 100%. So, the only negative that I have, and, and I'm not speaking for anybody else that I have, is the celebration. I understand fans not being able to storm, you know, with Louisville City on, on, on the pitch. 
I understand not being able to go onto the pitch, even at, you know, with, with Jake Edwards and the trophy presentation that was on there. But after that was all done, I was disappointed that the fans weren't able to go out on the pitch. Um, I understand it's probably, you know, an insurance legality safety issue, but by that time the crowd had already thinned out. So the people that were there would have, would have respected what it had and, and, you know, I know Steve Arters put out a tweet saying, hey, Tim Holt said this is for the fans just as much as it is for the players. But as a season ticket member, seeing it from the stands didn't feel as good as – I didn't feel as part of the celebration as being on the pitch, even there. And the problem is, is that we've tasted this before with the Scorpions where everybody was on the pitch during the celebration and along those lines. I understand, I understand the why. I just think at that point, once you've gone through the ceremonies, to be able to go out and celebrate with the players, because let's be honest, the players didn't come to the fans for the most part. I know Abu came out, and there was a couple of them, but most of them stayed the, you know, stayed with their families and celebrated. For me, I think for SAFC, you had it roped off, but at least have the fans be able to be close, get a little, little bit closer, be able to fill the confetti. I think it was a missed opportunity, you know, by SAFC to enhance the experience. Um, and I know that's probably me just crying a little bit, um, but that, that was my feeling walking out with, with a slight disappointment that we didn't get to experience the, the celebration with the players. Matt or Robert? Yeah, I mean, that, that I totally agree with that. And then the other kind of negative thing is just watching people get arrested. I mean, that uh, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, it is what it is. You're doing, you make a choice and then you got to reap the consequences. But yeah. at the same yeah. time, I mean, we're all there to have fun and then just have like a little bit of a, a tarnish at the end, you know, wasn't, wasn't the best, but the night overall, I mean, <laughs> gosh, it was yeah, it's, it's a small it's part. It's, it, it's a small part, but I do think for the fan relationship aspect of it, I think SAFC, missed the part and, and and I don't um I don't want to say hey we should have been out there right when they clinched because I do think there is a proper way to be able to get Louisville City off the field cleanly be able to let Jake Edwards and all the you know the important people of USL be able to celebrate and say they're also they're also pyrotechnics so you have to take that into consideration as well but after that was all done where there was maybe what three thousand out of the eighty five hundred there, maybe still. To me, it would have been manageable. It, it, would, it would have been it would right along those lines. I mean, honestly, I mean, right after, literally, by the time they finished celebrating, who was really there? Just the supporter group. Those supporter groups were probably like the fullest. That's the fullest section that was probably there. Right. And at that, I, I mean, yeah, towards the final minutes, everybody was looking at each other like. What are we doing? What's the plan? Like, are we like some of us were stopping others, but at the same time, like you could have at least let the supporter groups at least be there. And and this is a comment, Ralph, you know, Miho's, you know, in, in you know, has been a supporter since the Scorpion years. You know, I feel you that's why I'm no longer a season ticket holder. To me, that's one thing that as much as San Antonio FC's done on the pitch and along along those lines and um the the interactions with the with the fan base, the season ticket members, there's still some work to be able to be done. And, and I know this is going to be a topic for 
after the after the show on on a different night. But it is something that I think going into 2023, something San Antonio's got to look at because let's be honest, you know, for a championship uh, team here, the attendance was down about a thousand overall. And I know we all know several season ticket members that have been diehard since day one, don't feel appreciated, haven't felt appreciated, and made other decisions with their dollars. Jose, you mentioned this one here. Topic after for after analysis, who comes back for the make a repeat in 2023? We're probably going to get on that maybe sometime next week if, if schedules allow to kind of go through. Uh, look at it here. Um, just tonight, I, I want it to be kind of just about the celebration about about you know through here. Um, we'll kind of do a year in uh, through here because um, other teams are making changes and bringing players and signing players and. Um, I, for me personally, I just don't think tonight's the night to to really dwell into that at this point. Agreed. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not post mortem on the season yet. It's this is a celebration show more than anything. Uh, yeah. But spoiler alert: um, a lot. So uh, obviously, three are definitely coming back, and that's because they signed multi year deals in the off season. That's Abu, PC, and Taintor. Beyond that. We'll leave it as a tease, but it's probably more than you think via a source, a source closely affiliated with the team. So, so the only one that we can probably say 100% that's not coming back, which we have probably knew, is Sam Adinaran, who uh, had his option picked up by Seattle Sounders. Um, if you follow Seattle Sounders uh, thing there, I think they have to be extremely happy of how he performed this year and the growth that he had with San Antonio FC. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if he's on the 18 or, you know, depending on what Seattle does in the offseason. Um, but obviously, most likely, he is not coming back. Um, you know, Christian Pirano, he's on loan. Jack Lynn's on loan. Uh, Jordan Ambiala's on loan. Nikki Hernandez was on loan, although his uh, contract with FC Dallas um, was ended as they did not pick up the option. So who knows? Leo Torres, I know nobody remembers him, but uh, technically his loan expired with... Uh, Didn't he get sold, though? I no, thought he straight he up got loaned. sold. Was, was he still loaned? loaned? Okay. He was I, as, I thought he was purchased by... No, they Real had the Salt. option to buy, but mm. no words ha has the option came through. Um, but Ignacio... Uh, Ignacio uh, so the players that are possible to... I guess I'm going to pull this up here and just show it here. We will delve into it a little bit here. Um, anyway, this is another show. This is another show. It's fine. It's fine. This will be the okay. next show. <laughs> well, I had it already. <laughs> All good. So um, then it comes to Tuesday, and I'll let Royce or Robert or Matt uh, take the lead on this because I unfortunately had work, so I was not able to participate in the in the festivities. Tuesday. The River Parade. Go ahead. Y'all go ahead because y'all were there the whole time. I got there at the very end. Uh, Robert? It was, it was just a party. Like literally a party from the beginning to the end. I mean, everyone was just, it was elation. It was just a, a celebration, a straight up just celebration. I mean, you know, er, er, it was, God, 
we need to do it again because it's, it's great. You know? you, I mean, the best part was getting a couple couple of the news sources reaching out saying, hey, we were glad to, to see you out there in the tailgates. We were glad to meet y'all. I, I knew I got a, a little talk with uh, the one from Ken's. I don't remember his name. But I remember talking to him for a good hot minute. And then uh, I think also uh, Univision for a little bit. But they, they're they very excited. And I feel like they, they might get a little bit more uh, out of them hopefully next season with it. With them trying to want to repeat. It seems like we set a bar too in the USL in general. I mean, you saw their celebrations in the past, like the champion was nothing like that. <laughs> that was literally Pier San Antonio party on the river. I mean, when they had a DJ, it was just, it was amazing. It was, it was, uh, it was really cool. It wasn't a DJ, it was a sound guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty much a DJ. It was a but it was guy. good. It was, it was yeah. good. I was looking at him. He, I was like, hey, yeah. bro, you want me to take over? <laughs> yeah, it was good. But it was fun. The only thing that scared me was them jumping in the Oh, gosh, jumping in the, the yeah. that, that scared me personally. Yeah. Any so um, from, so, from so the players any, me and oh, me and the little one, hold on a quick. So me and the little one walked up. Uh we walked up super late. He's trying to ask me something. We walked up super late. Um and while we walked up to, we parked at the uh, parking lot there by La Vita, Um, And we saw the spotlights. He said, look at this, you know, look at the lights. So we saw the spotlights. We heard the music. It was super loud. And we're walking up and we see an entrance. And there's an entrance to some private party you're going on next to it. Because there's always parties on the Riverwalk. We, everybody knows that. There's always a convention. There's always a party. So I walk up and they're like, are you here for the soccer party? As I'm in my red San Antonio FC jacket. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for the, um, for the, you know, the, the party yeah. for the soccer team. They're like, it's around that way. It's the loud party. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I walked over there and sure enough, I mean, it was a dang party. We showed up late. People are still dancing. People still having a good time. The players are still dancing and everyone's having a great time. It was, it was yeah. cathartic. It was nice. It, it was, was very nice. That, and hopefully know. it sets a good tradition for, yeah, for sure. future it, it was neat to see the random barges going by too. Just people that were yeah. just happened to be. Sure they, they didn't know what was going on, but they're all yelling at you. And they're like, ah. <laughs> we were just I was shocked they, were, they allowed that. that, that that's <laughs> one thing that shocked me. But uh, no, I mean, it was all good and great. Just the only part that scared me was jumping in the river. Can't hear you, sir. Yeah, you're on mute, Harry. So this is from Jonathan Check on Twitter, uh, Fort Hero, with a, a sampling of what it was like. That. Hey, Robert. The Kins Five guy's name is Nate Ryan. That's yeah. their sports reporter's name. Yes, he, he said he was new to the to the station. And if you listen to the Mike Taylor show, it's Drew P. Wavos because somebody called in with the fake name Drew P. Yeah. And I better stop that before we get a uh, a violation. Copyright. Here. That's correct. 
Here's your craziness that you're talking about. That's one of them. <laughs> and they, they had to make the announcement like no one else jump in the river. They no special permission. No. They were like they announced that no, like everyone else was like no 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 one else jump in the river. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you make that video wider, there's there are people going over there trying to stop them. Period. But since Jordan County, it, it just mm -mm. it was too late. And then, of course, uh, to end the show, uh, we'll do final moments. But uh, in uh, the USL highlights uh, for San Antonio FC, um, unfortunately, as, as we all know, Coach uh, Tim Hankerson passed away. Um, he was on a couple of those calls here. So, um, Coach, I do want to thank you. Uh, I know you kind of helped set up the first one uh, back with the Scorpions. Um, you're a part of this one here, and, and like I said, here I know you're in a better place. But uh, you know, from everybody, you know, San Antonio FC, from us, and, and all the San Antonio fan bases, like I said here, um, I'm glad this sign was out at the uh, at the party because he has been a, a huge part of San Antonio soccer. And it was perfect that the player that obviously that um, Coach Hankinson really admired the most was. Uh, Patino, El mm -hmm. Raton with the cheese, gets the brace to win the championship. Yes. I thought that was perfect. And uh, Ralph, uh, Mijo, we do appreciate you as well. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll show, uh, keep up the good work. We will. Um, before we go into final thoughts, because I do want to kind of keep this at around. That's my capo right there. That's my capo. <laughs> that, that's a different show. It's a different show. We're not, we're not opening up that can of worms right now. <laughs> Um, uh, before we get into final thoughts, uh, you know, like I said here, just, just a heads up, we are going to be looking to kind of make it a little bit easier for everybody. Um, we're going to be, I guess, rebranding shows, I guess is probably the easiest way that you'd call it Royce of kind of having, <laughs> I think the proper term is compartmentalizing. I think that's the more proper term. So where high school is going to be under its own little brand and intro, SAFC is going to be under its own little brand and intro. Um, we'll probably I want to kind of do a free kicks where we do USL or lower league soccer, women's soccer, whatever, whatever. That's not specific. That's not going to probably be consistent. Um, that can be done by any any of the hosts, you know, former or you know, in, in the future. Um, give you guys the platform to be able to kind of put, you know, if there's a story out there that you want to get out. Uh, to be able to do that, except for Vikings, you know, Vikings talk um, allowed here. Unless but, it's that Viking, unless it's that Viking restaurant over there off Warsbach. Although I will say this, Robert, um, go Vikings this week because I hate the Cowboys. You know, uh, you know, I hope you beat them fifty to nothing, dude. Just go Vikings, and of course, this will probably be the week Kirk Cousin uh, shows up and. For the hair, but uh, yeah. So, but uh, to me, my final thought: number one, huge thank you to the players. Uh, huge thank you to coach. Uh, uh, you know, like I said here, it's you know, whenever you know, whenever, whenever I've had questions, you know, you guys have always been um, um, open uh, with it, uh, especially with the feedback uh, for that here. Um, 
Kevin, uh, Preston, like I said here, thank you for the media credentials, Kevin Bassett and Preston, uh, for the last couple of years here. Um, looking forward to what year five will bring um, for that here. And just like, like I said here, uh, just, uh, just be nice to people. Uh, you know, I think uh, it was a special season, um, one that we'll cherish. You know, I know uh, I think what made this game so special, and, and this is the impact that SAFC has, is my daughter doesn't go to many games, uh, but she wanted to go to this one here. So I always, you know, that's why I get three tickets. So whenever she wants to come, that she can come. And she had a great time, and, and you know, it helps develop, you know, her passion for the game. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm a huge soccer fan, but, you know, for somebody like Anna that does it because I like it, to give her that outlet it is is a huge thing. And, and I know Royce is doing that with his kids and stuff like that here. So that's it for me. Uh, whoever wants to go next and I will let Royce uh, finish up the show here. So Robert or Matt, yeah, you go next and then do there and then uh, Royce will end the show for us. I would say my big thing is like, uh, thanks for the season. I mean, it was an amazing one. Like you said, Harry and continue to support local. You know, that's that's a big thing with me. You know, I even go to like some of the other more obscure things like the gunslingers. And, you know, to me, it's about uh, supporting local. If you want things to change, if you want professional sports here, you know, you got to go out there and let them know that uh, you're going to support and you're behind them. So and and Harry stole one of mine. I mean, Skull Vikings. Let's go. Let's beat the Cowboys. <laughs> Out a boy. You know, I got a little bit of money riding on it. So. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out in my Not favor. Not a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. bit. We got this. Nah. But, uh, no, thanks for everything, guys. And, like I said, developing new friendships, you know, it was, it's been good. Continuing to get to know you guys. Uh, I guess my final thought is thank you for everyone who listened. Thank you for everybody who went out there and made the, and rocked that stadium. Uh, I can't say how much uh, appreciation I can give to that. Uh it was, it was so, <laughs> you're not going to get paid, my guy. I promise you that. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very thankful uh, that that uh, that bunker got full. And I'm thankful like a lot of, a lot of, I want to say a bunch of OG Mission City people, a good uh, uh, chunk of Crocketeers actually went into there. And then, of course, OG 210 Alliance that, I haven't seen in a good amount of, of of games, so thank all y'all for coming back for this one big uh, hurrah. The, the the guys do deserve uh, did deserve that, and just the crowd being so toxic to them that it was so good. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the only thing we're missing as far as supporters groups goes was Bob didn't fall uh, fall on the field again, so that was a little disappointing. But you know, it's I got I got it, one it more got close. It got close. <laughs> I, I got one more thing that I want to do. I want to uh, say thank you to all the Louisville fans that came down, the Coopers, all the supporters groups. Uh, we met some of them. Robert and I met some of them Saturday night. They were awesome. Um, I was there too. Were you? I don't remember you there. Damn, that's crazy. Too much bourbon, perhaps. Hmm. I no, wish was, there was no. Was that a beer only place? Which was. I wish bad, there was some. Yeah. Not gonna lie, but like I said, thanks for for, for all the all the supporter groups, the uh, the OGs exactly. that showed up and making that 
making it hostile in there. Uh, I really, I really thank all y'all. And, and uh, go school. You'll never hear me say that again, Robert. So you enjoy that. Go school. Tony, welcome. First time here. Enjoyed the show. Uh, enjoyed the show. Enjoyed the playoffs. Hope to keep supporting next season. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, one person that is missing, Rafa. Rafa's at work. I know he would love to be here. Um, would love to get his comments. I had a, a, a topic uh, queued up just for him, but we'll save it for another show. Um, Royce, uh, get us out of here. Yeah, uh, a couple things that I wanted to hit on. Uh, number one, um, yeah, uh, whenever we were leaving the stadium, uh, there was a, a group of um, Louisville City fans um, with their trucks or SUVs um, that were kind of parked near us. And uh, I had Rex in my hand and my wife and my daughter walked with the truck and they're like, why are you going to approach him? That's really stupid. You just won the game. And I'm like, I'm sure they're nice. So I walked up there and I'm like, hey, guys, just want to say good, good game. Thanks for coming down. It was great. That atmosphere is amazing. Wouldn't have been the same without you. Good luck next season and be safe going home. And they're like, man, that was awesome. That atmosphere is great. And you never forget your first, right? So enjoy it. And I'm like, yeah. So Louisville City fans were awesome. They were great. Um, number two on my agenda was just to kind of reflect uh, on this championship. It's it's still a dream. It, it's still a damn dream. And I still haven't come down from the clouds for me yet, but the two biggest surprises and the two biggest payoffs uh, for this run were Christian Pirano and uh, Nacho coming back. Um, they had been with the team before. Pirano was kind of the adopted son of San Antonio coming through. And um, and for him to come back after being away for a season or two and to bring home a USL Cup, that's you can't write that kind of poetry. That was awesome. That was so cool to see. And just how he's matured in his game, how much his game's matured, is that was just incredible to see. And I, I still, I still pinch myself because we were able to watch that. Um, and the third thing, tomorrow night, uh, Harry and I um, are going to join uh, with the uh, Puro SAFC guys at um, Smoke Sky Bar. Is that what it's called over there off Crockett Street? Yes. Uh, we're at uh, six thirty. We're going to have a World Cup preview um live podcast that we're going to post it. I'm sure we'll post it on our channel. They'll post it on their channel. And we're just going to kind of preview the World Cup. Um and um that's another thing that everybody's looking super forward to. I'm a little a little hesitant just cuz it's in Qatar and we all know the atrocities that that kind of occurred there for it to happen and still not too happy about it, but at the same time, you have to support your country. It's a beautiful game. Go, go, USA. Let's All right, get I'm out. out. I'm out later. I'm out. I'm out. He said the wrong words for me. I'm out. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, everyone be safe. Um, enjoy this one. The river parade was I, – I couldn't believe we had a river parade. And it was great. And that was memorable. The game – the games were memorable. This whole season was just – it was a dream. And it was incredible. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for a couple weeks. The offseason's already started with SAFC. We'll get to the offseason tracker in another show. But at the same time, enjoy it. We're on top. We're number one. I'm waiting on my star to come in. We're the champs. So but Let's go. before what color should be yeah, what, color, what, color, what color should be the star? We will go over that in the year in review and right. season tracker show. 
not right what, now. Right now, just bask in the glory. Bask in the glory. What's life without goals? We're out here celebrating. 